Welcome everybody to the Divorce Etc. podcast. We are so happy to have Jennifer Warren Medwin with us today, all the way from sunny Florida. I hope it is today. Um, Jennifer is a Supreme Court of Florida family mediator and a certified divorce coach and so much more as you will hear in this podcast. Um, So welcome to our show today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here with you. We were so motivated after our initial conversation with you and one of your sayings in terms of either being a victim or a creator has stuck with me. I just had like a brain freeze when we were trying to figure out what it was a minute ago, but I love, love, love that phrase. And you do focus a lot on mediation. So why don't we start with that? Why don't we start by helping our audience figure out what are the tips they need to know to prepare for mediation? So first of all, the most important thing is to own your process, to be the boss of your process. Many times people give away their power to the other professionals, whether it's their legal professionals or their accounting or financial advisors. And it's really important to own your own truth and own your own process. And part of owning your process is understanding that no matter what the situation is, you're always at choice. And what I mean by that is that here is whatever situation is. You either can be a victim of it or you can be a creator of it. And the more empowering way to be is to figure out how you can move the process with set objectives so that you can come out with what you want and what you need. So sorry, there was a fire truck passing by. When you say that people are giving away their power in the process, are Mm -hmm. you talking about they're just, I mean, obviously to a certain degree, you have to let your hired professionals speak for you, but are you talking about like they're letting them make decisions for them? They're they're saying, well, what do you think? And they're not like expressing what they want the outcome to be? Exactly, exactly. And that's one of the benefits of having a divorce coach prior to going to mediation to really think about what are your personal objectives? What is it that you want from the settlement? So that when you get to mediation, if your proposal is not met with agreement, that you can you 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 can come up with different solutions that meet your needs. Remember, you know, your attorney is not going to be with you a year from now, five years from now, 15 years from now, depending on, you know, whether you have children or if you've been in a long-term marriage. And it's really important that you have some time to process whatever decisions you're making. So yeah, but let's just look at what the team is right now. So You've talked about a lawyer, a mediator, and a divorce coach. So I'm getting a divorce. Jennifer, where do I start? Do I hire a divorce coach first? Do I find my attorney? Like, who should I be checking out first here? That's a great question. And I'm really so happy you you answered that. And I truly believe the best place to start is with a divorce coach, because then we can talk about many people come to me in the should I, shouldn't I process. They're not exactly sure whether they they want this divorce, how they're going to work through the process. And 
Let me just say that is a big difference between a divorce coach and a therapist. And I do advocate for all four professions to be part of the process, you know, to guide you through. Um, but with coaching, we deal very much with where you are now, where you want to be, and how do we help you get there? Okay. And, you know, when you were growing up, I'm sure your mother said to you or an adult said, you know, ignorance is bliss, right? right? You heard that expression. Ignorance is not bliss when you are going through the divorce process. Knowledge is power. And having a divorce coach on your side will help educate you as to what process is better for you. You know, a lot of people lawyer up too quickly. Well, maybe you could do mediation. You know, maybe collaborative law is better for you and understanding the different avenues that you can to dissolve your marriage is really important and very empowering. So your question is, my, I would go to a divorce coach first to understand the process. We also help you put together your professional team. I'll tell you, here's a really big mistake that a lot of people make. They, they, they heard this attorney is a shark, you know? Right. They're going to they're gonna come in like a bull. They're going to, well, guess what? If they are a bull to the other opposing counsel, do you think they're going to hold your hand every step of the way? Right. From a personality standpoint. So I always say to my clients, you know, we want to, we want to find an attorney that is excellent at what he or she does. The most important, if all of those criteria are equal, the most important thing is personality. Do you, you feel safe? Can right. you communicate with this person? Are they giving you the time? Are they patient? And if they're not, then that's not the right way to go because there are many good attorneys. We are really a about. very daunting process. Um, I was speaking to somebody in our community yesterday and she's like frantic because she's definitely on the defensive right now. She feels she's being attacked by her ex and his lawyer. And um, she just has not found the right lawyer for herself yet. And she's scared. And um, so a divorce, we've met many divorce coaches. Everybody who's a divorce coach who we've met so far is in our community is great. And there are a value. lot of people yeah. who are divorce coaches now. So what's the criteria? What should you go in and ask a divorce coach? Just like you have questions for an attorney. What should you be asking a divorce coach to know that you're with someone who's really qualified to do what you're saying a divorce coach should do? Because I'm not sure all of them do what you're suggesting. Okay. Well, first you should just know that in 2013, the American Bar Association defined divorce coaching as the fourth element of the divorce process. So the American Bar Association definitely saw a need. And by the way, right now with the mental health crisis, it, we are now more important than ever. But in terms of criteria, and it's a really good question, you know, um, depends on where we, the person has been certified, how many years they've been doing it. Are they only a divorce coach? Do they, are they also a mediator? Are they a co-parenting instructor? How, you know, what is their reputation in the community? These are all really important things. And I have to say, you know, also have they walked your walk? Now, 
you know, divorces, I always say to my clients, and it's in my book as well, they're like snowflakes. No two are the same. Mm -hmm. Just because somebody went through a divorce doesn't mean that they're experts on the divorce process. However, however, there is a path that all people walk down who have been divorced, mm-hmm. whether, you know, you know, the experiencing all the different tentacles and navigating that and having compassion and empathy. Those are really important. Those are really important characteristics, I think, that make divorce coaches even, you know, healthier partners for you as you're navigating through this process. It's funny. It's like a weird analogy, but I've spoken to people about this and it's like the analogy that I've used is like, honestly, a gynecologist, like (laughs) someone who's actually had a baby, I think might understand all of your weird aches and pains and all of the symptoms that you're having throughout your pregnancy. I know of a lot of women who have been to male doctors and they're like blowing stuff off because yeah you know so that's very funny it's like okay well right you might want a divorce coach and a divorce lawyer who've been divorced because they just understand it at a different level that makes complete sense i think for sure for sure yeah and that's a really great point and i like that analogy i really (laughs) do because you know i i have to say it's very funny i mean this is a little off topic i was reading an article the other day about how to empower yourself through the process. And they use an expression that I never heard before. It's they having to do with the word must because must is not an empowering word. And they said, stop masturbating all over yourself. <laughs> I was yeah, like, I think that's going to be the title of this podcast. <laughs> and, isn't that funny? And the author said, it's not mine. I, I read it somewhere and I'm like, oh, that's, that's really funny. funny. And, and, you know, when you can put humor into things that are are challenging yes. and you can lean into it with a little bit more lightness, it really helps you move forward. We and you'll receive that. it. You'll receive it better if it's coming from someone who's walked in your shoes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If it's someone who knows nothing about it and they're being, you know, a little snarky or whatever about something, I would be like, God, you don't even know what the hell you're talking about. Right. But if it was in our circle, I'd be like, oh yeah, totally. You know, it's, yes. it's, it's yes. different. It's right. different. And you're more open. So, okay. So let's get back to like, you know, the practicality of like what people need to know, do when they are working with a divorce coach is going to be able to help prepare them. And in your case, at, with your expertise as a Supreme Court of Florida family mediator, but also as a certified marital mediator, like helping people have you know, being prepared to go into that realm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Can you talk a little bit about what you call the empowerment dynamic and how people can use that when divorce is on the table because it is important to have the right mindset going in so that you're getting and accomplishing what your goals are in that process. So tell us a little about that. So it's it's a framework that was developed by David Emerald. I don't want to say that it was mine. And although I, I really, I live by it. Um, and one of, one of the choice points that we discussed is whether you're a victim or a creator, right? The other ones are, are you going to go in as a challenger or persecutor, right? So if you're in mediation and you want X and you're soon to be X wants Y, right? Are you going to start persecuting that person 
and shutting him down? Or are you going to start challenging, maybe coming up with different suggestions as to how you might figure out a way of negotiating? You know, I like to call that, and in, in this is my framework, it's the gray rock framework. You know, most people, when they go into mediation, they're so position-based, right? Zero to 100, black or white. Well, guess what? There could be shades of gray. So I had a case where um, the mom was asking for a 100% um, college tuition. Now, neither parent is responsible to pay for college, by the way, you know, at that point. But the, the mediation almost fell apart because she would not listen to the fact that 100% she wasn't getting. So I called a timeout because I often, as a divorce coach, I often go with my clients to mediation to keep, you know, to help separate the emotional side from the business side. And I said to her, you know, listen, we talk about the gray rock theory. You're not going to get a hundred, but that doesn't mean you're going to get zero. What could we go in and ask for? And she came up with 80%. And guess what she got? 80%. Um, because her ex felt like she was giving a little bit. And that's really important. Yeah. You need to have a sign that you're willing to give up a little. Um, and or it, it's all it's all a negotiation. All it of it. Mine mine was a total power play. But if I could placate the things that were important to him and less important to me that weren't really even on my radar, but I knew if I gave it to him, it mm -hmm. would help. That's the only way I made any headway. And by the way, you know, I want to acknowledge that, that you, that you said that, and it's important. It's some of the things that we work on in divorce coaching is that to strategize what might be really important to the other person that you might be willing to throw in, into the pile, but we're not going to let them know right now. We're just going to keep it in our back pocket, you know, like a chess game. And, you know, so it's important to figure out how you can strategize because you don't want to be caught in a deer in headlights and what happens when you become so emotional, particularly when mediations are going longer and longer these days in terms of the number of hours you're sitting there. Um, you don't want to get to the point where you're making a big mistake and throwing in the towel. Right. And often people do that. Sorry, I keep muting because there keeps being like sirens and, and crazy traffic. New York City. Are you new to online dating or considering it for the first time since your separation or divorce? If it feels overwhelming or daunting, you're not alone. Alyssa Deneen was in the same position as you after her divorce and after her own trial and error on the apps started Style My Profile to share what really worked with others in the same boat. She makes it easy for you to get back out there with your best foot forward. Her most popular offering by far is Profile in a Day, which you can find on her website at www.stylemyprofilenyc.com. Alyssa takes a day to style you and your profile. She and her team will revamp your look, write you all new bios that are eye-catching and actually sound like you, and get you high-quality photos in that specific expert-approved dating app style. Her clients say time and time again that their new photos and profile are the reason why they met their new partner. Go to www.stylemyprofilenyc.com or follow Alyssa on Instagram at Alyssa Deneen. If you're enjoying our Divorce Etc. podcast, be sure and subscribe to our newsletter to get ex-experts in your inbox. It's free and includes tips from real-life experts who've been through it telling you what they wish they knew. 
You'll also hear about our upcoming episodes and Q&As with our experts. Plus, you'll find out about our upcoming events before anyone else and get access to discounts and preferred pricing. You can sign up at www.exexperts.com. You know? yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I remember a conversation that we had, I don't remember with whom, but one of our ex-experts who had said uh, something to the effect of, a successful mediation is when both parties walk away a little unsatisfied. That's right. That's right. That's uh, right. Talk to us about the lean framework, the L-E-A-N framework and how they can apply it to move forward in the process. So I love that framework. First of all, acronyms that can help us move forward are I always find very helpful. And so the lean framework, the L stands for let it, let it, let it be, right? You know, so often people will say to me, or my clients will say, someone told me I have to let it go. No, there, it's too, it's almost impossible to really let something go, but you can let it be, you can decide and it's your choice. It is the way it is. Again, I can fight it and be a victim or I can let it be and create whatever I need to, whatever I want to create in my next brave bites forward. Okay. Which by the way, I call them brave bites. I, I don't, my, my clients are not allowed to use baby steps because okay. babies have no control. Right. They, right. That's true. So I call them brave bites and that's Lady Gaga. I didn't make that up. Lady Gaga says brave bites. You're are... just consuming a lot of information that's from right. Lady Gaga and Listen, coach and it's great. I, that's it's what great. it is. You know, I, I'm a lifelong learner and I, I feel that everybody has a story or a golden nugget. And so, but I never confess that it's mine. I always like to give credit where credit is due, but the right. lean framework is mine. The lean framework is. So learning to let it be and okay. really focusing on, on letting it be. And then the E is how can you empower yourself? And I think we discussed this before, but by the way, in the word empower, the first two letters are E-M. If you turn them around, it's me power, M-E right? And that's where all your power stems from, yourself. Happiness is an inside job. So what can you do to take your brave bites forward and empower yourself? Empowering yourself, you hire a divorce coach. So you have a thinking partner with you. You have a sounding board. You have someone who can prepare you for your meeting so that you're in and out in an hour instead of regurgitating your personal narrative as to why you're in the position you're in right? Once you tell your attorney one time, you never need to say it again, right? right. They'll listen because they're, you know, that's part of their job. job, but it's not necessary. So, you know, clients go in, they focus on the business of divorce. We've, you know, taught them how to commute great communication skills, great conflict management skills. And so they're in and out in a much shorter time, saving them money and also, you know, personal distress. Okay. So the I, Yes. I want to stop for one second because I want everybody to know that everything that Jennifer is talking about is critical for divorce, but it's a life lesson, right? So it will help you with any future relationship. It will help you move forward in your life 
whether you're going through divorce or not. I mean, just dealing with shit in the world right. and whatever comes at you, right? This is, this is great learning for your own self as you like go through life. So I just, I don't want you to think this is like, okay, I'm going to use this now. And then when I sign the paper, I'm done. This is really, really important for you to be able to have the strength to move forward. So I just want to make sure I, I got that in there between the L E and the A N. So <laughs> now we're on the A. And thank you for saying that because these are very transitional, the all of these frameworks. And and when I wrote the book, I said to so many friends, the second half of the book can really apply to anyone, right? Because it applies to all challenges in life, divorce being one of them. Okay. The A is accept. Now we have a as human beings, we have a hard time accepting what is. And some of us believe, okay, if I'm accepting it, that means that I, I, you approve that it's okay, right? That it's okay. No, that's not what, that's not what it means. It doesn't mean that you approve of it. It means that you're, you're going to come to terms with it. You're working on coming to terms with it. You're working on having an open mindset so that you can move forward. And at the end of the day, that's what it's all about. Because again, happiness is an inside job. Your strength comes from, from inside. And then the N is nourish. And nourish is, is probably the biggest part of lean because it incorporates so many different aspects of self-care. And I will tell you something that when my clients first come in, we talk a lot about self-care because guess what? They it's haven't personal. been taking care of themselves. Right. No, because you get caught up in everything and you have to take care of everybody else. And sometimes as much as it's overwhelming to take care of everybody else, it's easier than taking care of yourself and like facing your own issues, taking responsibility. If you just fix everybody else's stuff, then maybe you're good, but but you're really not. That's it's really it's it's deflection. Right. And whatever you resist persists. Okay. And so it's really important to set the intention. And this is what I work on right from the onset, creating a program of self-care, okay? And one of the things I, I, I teach my clients is called the GLAD principle. And I really love it because people can, you know, do it. You know, I like for people to do it when they're brushing their teeth at night because it, you, you create a habit with something you already do. And believe it or not, brushing your teeth is a habit. Um, but creating a positive intention before you go to bed and reflection really helps you. And so the GLAD principle is so easy, okay? It stands for one gratitude, one thing during the day that you're grateful for that happened. It doesn't have to be monumental. It could be, listen, I went to the bathroom. I mean, I it doesn't have to be, you know, I say to, I say to my clients, it doesn't Amen have to be. Amen for that. It could be walking that. up. It could be walking I'm talking up to all the, the women out there. No, and the men too, but you yes. know what I'm saying? Okay. So one thing you're grateful for, one thing you learned that day, we are all learning. There is something to learn in each and every day. And that could be just, I was able to take a deep breath. Something as simple as that. One thing you acknowledge about yourself. That is something that very few people do on a daily basis. You do multiple things in a day that you can be proud of. Okay. And then the D is what are you determined to do the next day? set the intention. It literally, it takes less than a minute. And it's a great time to do it when you're brushing your teeth at night, because usually when you're brushing your teeth, you're either rehashing the past or forecasting the future. 
This is a very mindful activity that will help you go to bed in better spirits. And sleeping at night is really challenging during times when you're feeling very overwhelmed. And it's critical. It's really critical. I um I have very vivid dreams that my entire day will play into, or sometimes I feel like I'm seeing the future, which scares me a little bit, but it would be great for me to actually do that. I feel like I need to put a note on my mirror because I'm not going to remember. I literally put all the beauty products that I buy that you're supposed to use before bed. My, my whole sink is a mess <laughs> because I buy all this stuff. I spend all this money and I don't use any of it. Right. So if it's not so, out, you're not using it. It's not, it doesn't exist as that's far as I care. That's okay. Right. No, but so if I put a little sign up with this, that would really help me because I've had like the funkiest dreams lately that are really pissing me off. Okay. And some are like TH, you know, just get it done or this didn't feel right. But others are just. I should have taken a bath before bed or, you know what I mean? That's another I one. Calm down to move on. So have I you think ever heard of the expression, stop shooting all over yourself? <laughs> another yeah, good well, another well, good that. Yeah. And, so, and, and by the way, that's also when you went, and two words that I want to call your attention to. So um, with the word should, that's that's a disempowering word, right? And the words we use, the words that that we speak in our internal dialogue and also externally, they matter. Right. And they help to either empower us or disempower us. So the would should, let's all focus on eliminating that. You know, I I will or I can, those are more empowering. And I heard you say, um, I need to put that on my mirror. It's a great intention. I would encourage you to, to reframe that and use the word want because that's more empowering when you need something, it's disempowering when you want to do something. But I don't know if I want to yet, but I feel like I could do it. And then when oh. it's up, then I'll feel like, okay, I'm glad I did this. And I There's love a lot of things that you don't want to do that you right. could do, mm -hmm. but you're not going to do. So I'm okay. trying to avoid the word should right now. So I'm and you did an excellent <laughs> job. You're, you're a quick learner. Right. You'll see you, you, if you, if you start, you know, hearing yourself say should, and you, you self-correct, that's, you know, practice makes better. That's and how we all grow. That, and that's just an, also an important lesson when it comes like just bringing it back to the topic at hand where people need to pay attention and be conscientious of all of those things, your inner dialogue, what you're putting out there, you know, the energy that you're putting out there, the words that you're using, because it will affect directly your mindset, the way that you proceed, the way that you can accept what's happening, or like you said, be a victim of the situation. I mean, these are the things that you have to be thinking about when you're going into divorce, which is, by the way, everyone, why you need to have the right team on your side, because you need to be moving forward with people that are advocating for you, that you feel like understand where you're coming from, that are on the same page with you, what your intentions are, what your goals are, what your wants and needs are in the divorce process. Mm -hmm. If you are feeling like any pe person on your team would walk into a meeting without you and you would not be comfortable with that, with them speaking at, as you in your, for your voice, then you need to think about replacing that person on your team because you need to have 
people who will understand everything that goes into your specific circumstances and can best represent you and help you see through your own block sometimes. Mm -hmm. You know, the college tuition example was a great one. Like you, you get so caught up, we all do when we're getting divorced. We get caught up in what we think is fair and just and reasonable when it comes to whatever kind of settlements, mediation, whether it's financial, spousal maintenance, whether it's child support, you know, whether it's um, uh, custody time, all of these things. Like you have to be with a team who's gonna be able to guide you the right way by making suggestions that may be less than you had your heart set on, but that will allow for a better outcome overall and where you will get other aspects that really were really important to you. So um, I think that that's all super valuable advice. I love the acronyms. I love the empowerment um, part of it. And I love the lean, you know, analogy because those words are, are things that people do need to think about as they're going through the process. Yeah. Awareness is the most important element and having all of these professionals on your side help illuminate the awareness so that you can start working on acceptance and then action, right? Yeah. Positive forward action. Which is crucial. Positive forward action, people. That's what TH and I advocate all the time. It's hard when you're going through it. We know we've been there, we've lived it, so we get it. But that's really the most important thing. You have to try to get into that kind of a mindset to be able to move forward in a positive way. So that's a great place for us to end this conversation. Jennifer, honestly, thank you so much for taking the time. Um, we really appreciate it. It's an ongoing thank conversation. You. So we'll have to pick up more in another episode. And everybody, you can listen to this as many times as you like and take out your notebook for the next time you listen to this podcast and start leaving notes that you want to leave on your mirror. That's right. So you can do and be empowered. There you go. That's right. Thank you, Jennifer. Thank, Thank you, Jennifer. you. Thank you. For everyone out there listening, if you know anyone at all who would benefit from what we've talked about today, please share this episode and everything X-Experts. Be sure and click to subscribe, rate, and review our Divorce Etc. podcast wherever you listen to your podcasts. And please follow us on social media, at xexperts, on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, and YouTube. You can also find so much more, including articles and even the podcast transcripts on our website at www.exexperts.com. And don't forget to sign up for our newsletter now. When you get X-Experts in your inbox, you're the first to hear about all of our happenings at events, plus access special discounts and prices. Thanks for listening.